You're now listening to New Zion Tabernacle, located in Fort Wayne, Indiana. We are the church seeking the heart of God and sharing it with the world. New Zion is led by Bishop Crystal Thomas and Associate Pastors George Hicks and Kelly McClellan. chapter 15. Thank you, Sue, for keeping me going. Uh, he, he illustrates the point with a different parable. We've talked about the sheep, we've talked about the coin, and now he's going to talk about the son. And actually, there are two sons in today's lesson, and we'll emphasize the younger more so than the, la- the older one, but there's a point to be made with the older son as well. So beginning with verse number 11, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation, it reads as follows. To illustrate the point further, so he's given different examples. So he said, so in case you didn't get it, Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So the father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land, and there he wasted all his money in wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land, and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him, and the man sent him into his fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. The first part of verse 17, when he finally came to his senses, when he finally came to his self-lostness, part two. Father, we thank you for the word today. We declare right now as the prayer has already been prayed that the word is blessed and that your people are receiving it with joy and thanksgiving and that you're changing our hearts and minds to align even all the more with your divine will for our lives. In Jesus name, amen, amen, amen. So the younger son comes to his father and you know, obviously when we think about being young, Uh, sometimes we don't have the wisdom that we have when we are older. Even as I look at my own life and I say, you know, I I don't wish that I were younger. And, And one reason why I don't wish that I were younger is because some of the foolish decisions I made in my youth, I definitely don't want to repeat that again. I don't want to repeat the foolishness that sometimes, sometimes, not always, but sometimes begins to engulf our young people and our young thinking. But obviously there was a lack of wisdom and foresight on behalf of this younger son. And, and the, the thing that will help us right now is staying true to God, get in the book of Proverbs, begin to get, glean the wisdom from God, and you'll avoid some mistakes that the enemy has planned for your future. So we know that we don't always, no matter how old we are, we don't always make wise decisions. And so this young man has an idea. I am not going to wait until my father dies to get my share of his wealth. I want mine now. So the first thing that he wanted to do, he wanted to change the system of inheritance. 
He wanted to change a whole system that had been instituted years ago and now wanting his part of the wealth now rather than waiting until his father died. I don't know if his father was, was upset about that or was he offended because you want what you want now. And so he was intentional about getting it and intentional about getting it now. We, we know that some things we just have to wait for. And so God gives us the godly patience to wait for some things to mature. But sometimes in our, our eagerness and our own desire for things, even lusting for things. We want some things now and we, you know, I don't care how old we are, there are some things we don't want to wait for. We want our blessings. I want it now. Uh, we want that problem solved right now. We, we want the door open right now. We want that job right now. There are so many things that we want right now. And so the Father clearly, oh God, thank you, Jesus, clearly illustrates for us the will of the Father. You see, the, it wasn't his will that he get the money now and leave, but, but, but he gave him free choice. And the same way it is with God and us. There are some things that we do that God does not approve of, but he gives us that human will. Sometimes we have to learn some things the hard way, but he allows us now to stumble through some things until we finally come to ourselves. And so this father really, remember I told you all last week, father was what? It was the source. I'm helping somebody right now in case you didn't remember that. He, he, father, Jesus, God, he is our source. But this young man wanted all of his inheritance now. And against the better judgment of the father, he let him have his way. Many of us as parents, we've done some things or agreed to some things that we didn't agree totally in our spirit. We knew it wasn't the wisest decision, but that youngster was bent on doing it their way. And you knew, okay, let them just learn some lessons now while they were young. So what did he do? He packed his belongings and he moved to a distant land. Now, when you move to a distant land, it's just like if we were to move to Canada or we were to move to England or, or to Italy. You know, there are different laws in different lands. And so the parable, the analogy that I want to make for you now is that he moved from a place of kingdom to a place that was non-kingdom. You see, when you use your human will, you move from a place of kingdom where God's will prevails to a place of worldliness where your own mind prevails and whatever is right in your sight it works for you because now you are in a different system you are not in a kingdom system and this is a kingdom parable to let you know how God works and how God operates with his children and so he lets them know it take all your belongings and that was a clue right there what do we own the Bible says that the earth is the Lord's and everything in it guess what everything in your house has come from the hand of God. Everything on your back right now has come from the hand of God. But when you embrace a world-like mentality and a world system, you think this is mine. I work for it. You didn't work for it. God gave you the breath and the strength, the strength and energy to go to work every day to be able to make that thing happen. But yet we take credit for something that is not ours. But when you're in a distant land, hallelujah, and operate under a different system that is non-kingdom, then you begin to think this is mine we don't own anything like Job said I came into this world naked I'm leaving naked but 
I bless the God that I serve. And God wants us to recognize that we wear all of this earthly stuff like a loose garment because God is shaking some things. He's shaking some things in the earth realm right now. And even during this pandemic, some things have been shaken. And you've got to know that if God is not your source, if you are not anchored and rooted and grounded in him, you are among all people most miserable. You don't know where the next meal is coming from. You don't know where the next job opportunity is coming from. Oh, but I declare right now that we don't depend upon the world, our bridge, but we depend upon God. God is our source. So he moves to a different place now that is non-kingdom. Glory to God. A kingdom that's different than the kingdom of God. And when he got there, guess what? He wasted all of his money on riotous living. He did what he wanted to his friends out to eat. They ate, they drank, they were married, they had women. They did all kinds of wild things with money that he had inherited for his father. Let me tell you right now, church, oh God, even as we leave things to our children, oh God, they can take some something that you worked for, that you slaved for. And if we're not careful and they don't have the wisdom of God, they'll plunder every dime you save for them. You tried to make it easy for them while you were struggling every day trying to save a dime out of every dollar that they can go to college or that they can have a house or that they can have it easier. But they, they waste it and they scounder it. They take the money that you slave for now and they use it on riotous living. But this man, and, and, and you know what? The thing about it is the father's still living. But he takes the father's money and he misappropriates it. He puts it in wrong places and with wrong people in wrong situations. Why? Because it's in a non-kingdom environment. And when you are in a non-kingdom environment, whatever the world says, you say, amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And so they're living, and he's living large and in charge off of somebody else's dime. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Isn't that something large, and it's not even your money. It wasn't even your money. You didn't work for any of it. And here you are living large and in charge. And you know what? You can deceive yourself like that. You can say, you know what? I got it all together. You don't have it all together. That's your daddy's money. That's father's source. That, that's the, the Lord giving you that energy. Yet you think that you're making it all by yourself. Lord, help us up in here right now. Glory to God. And let us not be disconnected from the source. Thank you, Jesus. And, and deceiving ourselves, thinking that we've done all of this on our own. I look back upon my life and I see the hand of God at every wrong and you ought to look back upon your life and see the hand of God at every wrong every misstep you made but God picked you up and kept you right on going every time you wasted a dime God's mercy and God's grace uh, every time you bought something you shouldn't have bought put money in a place you shouldn't have put money in yet the grace of God kept you from being broke even though you lived like you had it but you didn't have it um, the bank had it PNC had it uh, Chase had it uh, Rocket Mortgage had it uh, they've got your money even Right now, we're all tied up and tangled up in debt. Oh, glory. And acting like we own something. What's wrong with us? But God's grace and God's mercy. You see, we're connected to the source. And that's what I want you to get today. That God, no matter where I am in life, oh God, what I have, I don't have. Oh God, but I don't want to be disconnected from you. Because if I stay connected, you know why his money ran out? His money ran out because he was disconnected from the source of his money. 
and it'll run out on us when we disconnect from the source of our strength, uh, the source of our power. Uh, we'll start walking in hate and bitterness if we disconnect from the source of our love and forgiveness. God wants us to know right now, thank you, Lord, that he is our source. Wasted all his money on riotous living, so he's broke now. And then calamity comes. You know how it is? One thing comes, here comes something else. The Bible says that there was a famine that came. It just automatically came to the land. So he's got no money and no food. Famine in the land. And he experienced what he has never experienced before. He experienced starvation. I'm not talking about those fleshly cravings we get just from being hungry. But I'm talking about literal starvation. And so the 15th verse tells us that he persuaded, a, he persuaded, he, he had to convince this farmer. So imagine, here he is begging a local farmer in a non-kingdom place to give him a job, to hire him. He had to convince him to hire him, and he did. And guess what he, where he hired him? Feeding the pigs. Ooh, glory to God. Now, now you have to understand that the Jews had no dealings with pigs. It was unclean for the Jews to even touch a pig. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you see the level of degradation? All the teaching of the Father about what was holy and what was not holy, what was clean and what was unclean. But he gives him a job now. You see, in a world system, you'll do anything. And so he has a job now doing something and touching something and interacting with something that he knew the Levitical law forbade. So we understand now that here he is feeding the pigs. And guess what? As he's feeding the pigs their pods, uh, he was desiring the pods of the pig. Oh, glory to God. And you see, when you're in a non-kingdom system, uh, you'll desire those things that are worldly and you think it's going to set, set Satisfy your appetite. Oh God, if I could just, and, and God said, don't eat anything that's unclean. Oh, but here you are desiring what the unclean eat. He said, what's wrong with us? And, and just imagine if he's in the pig pen. Uh, maybe he's listening to the pigs. Maybe there's another worker in there and, and now he's taking counsel from somebody else uh, that's comfortable in that state. Oh, church, watch the company you keep. Uh, watch those that are pouring into your life. Make sure that those that are pouring into your life are godly and sanctified. Oh, God, full of the Holy Ghost. You want divine counsel. We don't want worldly counsel, but God, I want to know what you say about it. Uh, you see, some of us are in a mess right now because we confirm with a fellow pig we confer with that negative environment that low life environment and we find ourselves in that same place scrapping trying to make ends meet because we're out of place out of the situation we move to a non-kingdom environment where God is our source and I declare God takes care of his own. God takes care of his own. God takes care of his own. Hallelujah. Oh, God takes care of us. Oh, God, when the world turns its back, God takes care of us. And the kingdom is the best thing God has for us right now, the church of God. Oh, God, that the gates of hell shall not prevail against. Getting advice from pigs. Thank you, Jesus. Remember when Jesus healed the, the demonic man, the man that was infested with demons? 
And guess what? He took all those demons when Jesus healed him. He took all those demons and he threw them into the pigs. And what did the pigs do? The pigs went over the cliff. That's why some of us are living over the cliff lives. We, we, we've been driven over the cliff because we're in a non-kingdom environment. Because we've been listening to the wrong kind of instruction, the wrong kinds of teaching, the wrong message, the wrong music, uh, the wrong book, the, the wrong literature, uh, the wrong television show. Uh, all that filth just coming into your space. Glory to God. And no wonder you're all messed up right now. Thank you, Jesus. You can't live without your phone. Uh, you, and, and it's not that you're talking to everybody because you do all kind of things with that phone. Oh, glory to God. You know, I thank God for technology, but God help our children. Thank you, Lord. Oh, God, that are growing up glued to this one and glued to this one and glued to that one. Uh, they can't even go to bed at night. Glued to it all night long. And you know what? Guess what's happening? And so you're finding out, even with our young people, all kinds of ideas of things that, mm, glory to God, I don't even have time to talk about all the things that we deal with even now with young children. Oh God, with all the ideas and suggestions that came from non-kingdom technology. Let me put it like that. Nine kingdom technology. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, God. Um, every week we got somebody going someplace with their technology and it's not reading the math. But it's non-kingdom. So he lets him know. Here he is. He's in He's in this pit. He's in this pit. He's disconnected. And he's disconnected because of his rebellion and disobedience. Rebellion and disobedience. For him to walk out of the house under his father's teaching and live that kind of life, we see an example of rebellion. He never would have been in the pig pen had he listened to his dad. He never would have been hungry and starving if he had listened to his father. But when you move away from the source, you see we've gotta be connected with God every step of the way. Everything that life brings us, we have to make sure that we are connected with our father. And so he has an idea. Oh, he's got another idea. This young man has another idea. Oh God, this time is ticking. He said, he said I'm, I'm gonna go home. I'm going back home. The Bible says he finally looked at his environment and made an assessment, which is something we don't always do. We just live. We don't make assessments. But he looked at the, he, he remembered his life at home and look, at, can you imagine looking at a pig and this pig is snouting in your face and you got mud all over you and you just eat anything that somebody throws by. And so he looked at his situation and he made a good decision. You see, out of a bad decision, a good decision can emerge. And so now this decision, and he says, okay, I'm going back home. And then he says, ooh, don't miss this. He said, maybe my father, glory to God, will make me one of the hired servants. And there again, we understand that he missed the concept of kingdom. Glory to God. Because the kingdom doesn't have hirelings. The kingdom has sons and daughters. Glory to God. No hirelings in the kingdom. And, and he embraces from being out in the world. He comes back to his father's house with the mindset of a hireling and not a son. 
a son with all the promises, a son with all the love. He moves now from the, the, the mindset of kingdom, but he brings their worldly mindset. He said, just maybe, and he wasn't even sure. He, we, well, he was just doubtful that maybe, maybe dad would let me be one of the hired servants. And so his focus was on returning to the father. You don't hear him mention about his brother. He made an allusion to the servants. He said, but I just need to get back to my father. You see, when you come to yourself, you realize that we've got to get back to the source. We've got to get back to where Jesus is. We've got to get back to our prayer life. We've got to get back to fasting and believing God and reading the word and, and even giving. We've got to get back to our focus being on what God desires for us so that we're not tricked by the world and find ourselves in a non-kingdom environment. And, we, and, we, and Oh, God, thank you, Lord. You know, I was writing down the other day just this whole uh, this whole chapter, you know, that even with, even with the coin, the shepherd goes out. And then with the, the coin, the coin, the sheep, the shepherd goes out. And the, the coin, the woman, is you find her searching. But with this boy, you, you never see the father going out to get him. But he's looking. You see, the father wasn't going out to a non-kingdom environment. But he stayed in the kingdom environment and kept looking with expectancy that one day my boy is coming home. One day my boy is coming home. One day my boy, one day my son is going to make a good decision. And so he's looking and the Bible says that one day he was looking and I'll be gosh, my look, that looks like my son. And, and what did he do? Then he started running. He didn't start running until he found out it was the one that was assigned to him. Assigned, he, didn't, he wasn't running after everybody that he saw in the field, but he ran after his son because that's what kingdom does. Kingdom goes after the sons and the daughters of Jesus Christ. So he sees him and he runs after him and when they meet he's just he falls to his feet and they're hugging and he's kissing all over him and he said dad he said I'm just sorry he's, he's repenting and, and he's talking about you know I've just been I've been slothful I, I, I took your money and I spent it on wild living and God if you just take me back and what did the father do? He went, he went out and he said come on we're going to have a party. My son he didn't even if you look at the text there's even there isn't even an address of his repentance yet he repented but the father didn't say yeah uh-huh I know what you did uh, have you got any of that money left the father never said that uh, yeah I, I saw how you was living I heard about it in the streets uh, but there was no bringing up of the past there was no bringing up of the mistake uh, there was no bringing up of the pig pen no bringing up of the foreign man the father was just so happy that the son finally made it home he said let's just have a party that you're here so they kissed him hugged him he said I want you to find the the best robe notice the best robe in the house in the house we're not going outside of the house for the blessing. It's the best robe right here in the house. He said, I want you to get a ring and put a ring on his finger. Uh, that ring that will give him access 
access to places. That ring that will give him the name of the father. Uh, that ring that will give him the authority of the father. They can go shopping because back in those days they could take that ring and let's say they went to Walmart. He charged up all, had all these things he was buying at Walmart. All he did was show the ring, put the seal of the ring and the bill went to the father. I'm talking about what God is ready to do for his people. Thank you Jesus. Ready to give us access. So the symbol of the ring was the authority of God and the access that God gives us in the earth realm to, to his resources, to the things that only heaven has. And then the Bible says, he said, and you know what, servants, I want you to kill the fatted calf. Now that was a, a past tense fatted. It had already been fatted. You see, God already has your big blessing just waiting on you. Glory to God. Waiting on you to get in place. Waiting on you to get in position. He said, bring the one that we've been fattening up. Mm. Bring the one that we've been feeding for such a time as this. This is a season to celebrate because my son who was dead is now alive. My son who was once lost is now found. It's time to have a party. And I mean, they were celebrating big time. They were making all kind of noise, all kind of music, all kind of dancing going on. Why? Because somebody now, there was joy. And you notice in every parable that we have talked about, last week and this week when the item was found when the sheep was found there was rejoicing when the coin was found there was rejoicing when this lost son is found everybody is rejoicing except except I'm going to call him the bitter brother what is that noise I hear and the Bible says that the father left the party to go find his other son because his expectation was that his other son would be just as happy as he was that, the, that his brother had been brought back home. Glory to God. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Talk about family dynamics. So here he is out in the field, and he says, what is all this noise? He asked us. He inquired of a servant. What's going on in there? Hey, your brother's home. We're, we're celebrating. We're having a party. Your brother is home. And, and, and so he goes to the father. When they finally connect, he says, well, wait a minute, Dad. I have slaved for you mm. all these years. I never even got a goat. And this boy has been gone, and he gets the fatted calf. Read, there's an emphasis on the fatted calf. And, and he gets a fatted calf. What is up with that, Father? And you see, you can be in the house so long and miss your blessing and not see what God is doing for you. He says, son, you already know, at least I thought you did, that everything I had was yours. You're the oldest son. But there's a ship. We don't want to spend a lot of time on the bitterness of the brother. Because, but here he is in the house and those that are in the house that, that, are, that are bitter, that, that have not yet got the kingdom mindset. And when he said, I, I've slaved for you, that let you know right away, uh-uh, you, you slaved for the kingdom all these years? 
You, you, and we have people, I, I, I've served that church for 20 years, and I never even got a certificate. I served that church for 30 years, and they never put my name in the bullets. And I, I sang in the choir. I, I was the first one in the choir, and, and now they're calling all the names of those young upstarters. Uh, so I've done all, and we say things like that, but that is not kingdom language, because kingdom language always rejoices when those that are lost are found, when those that have been displaced are now replaced and in place doing what God has called them to do. He lets them know don't be bitter about it. Be happy about it. And you know what? The father said, you know what? Just stay right there brother. And I'm paraphrasing. He should just stay right there son because this is party time and you can be over there with your attitude and your negativity all you want but I'm rejoicing that my other son is back home. So excuse me, my dance partner is waiting on me. And so he moves now. Hallelujah. Thank you Lord to give God glory and praise for what God has done, the one now that is connected to the source. You see, God has promises for all of his children. And God never mistreats us. And he always gives us what he desires we have. And it come, it, this party didn't come from the hand of man. This was about the kingdom of God. And we have to understand that the kingdom of God is bigger than any of us. It is larger than any of our natural lifetimes. But it's our responsibility to live like a kingdom citizen now and access. You know what? The money was always on the table. The promise was always on your head. I already told you you were the head and not the tail. It's your fault if you don't walk in it. I told you if you're above and not beneath. It's your fault if you don't walk in it. I told you that you were the lender and not the borrower. It is your job. If you don't walk in, you got to walk in to what God says you have. You You've got to embrace the kingdom mentality Amen. and begin to soar and appreciate. Oh, God, thank you, Jesus, what God has done. You know, even this morning as we were trying to get ready and, you know, I had a house full today. Um, but I said, I said, boy, I said, I'm so blessed today. I said, I've got my youngest grandson and my oldest grandson in my house right now. And Ariana in the middle. It's her birthday coming up. Thank you, Jesus. But I said, what a blessing what a blessing to have your legacy right in front of you. And I think about, we don't have a lot of money, but we've got a lot of love. And whatever you have, you need to begin to deposit that into this next generation. Let them know that they're cared. Let them know that there's a call of God upon their life. Let them know that God is their source. Now, you know, when I was, usually whenever I have the baby, which is every weekend, but, um, and I'm working, I'm going to say this and I'm going to close. Yeah, he knows I'm talking about him now. But anyway, I have to do some things when he's asleep. So I'm, I'm in my room, and uh, I've got the lap, my laptop open, and it's not plugged in, but it's fully charged. And as long as it's fully charged, I'm good. But I can't keep the laptop disconnected from the power source for too long, or I won't be able to finish my project. I have to make sure that I come back and charge it at certain times. And the best thing to do is just to keep it charged because I use it regularly. What am I saying to you? Keep your connection with God charged. Don't disconnect. You, 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 you ought to be able to, you know, it gives you a signal, low battery. You give us signals. Attitude bad, low battery. Jealousy, low battery. Envy, low battery. Malice, no impatience, unforgiveness. All these low battery signals that God gives us. 
But as many as we can, the minute we connect with the source, it's not like you got about 10%, but you got everything that is powerful in your wall. But because the main source now is connected to your laptop, God is saying, I need you connected now to the main source. I need you to know that Jesus is your source. And maybe you're here today. Thank you, Lord. And you want to reconnect with him in a special kind of way, whether you've been in the house or out of the house. But there's distance now. You've been in a foreign land, but now you want to come back because you want to acknowledge that Jesus is your source. If you're here right now, I need you to come. I don't want to delay this altar call. I feel this in my spirit. God wants to change somebody's heart and mind today by the power of the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God wants us to know that he is our source. I thank God for, for New Zion. Thank God for the work of the church still serving still allowing people now to move by the power of the cross thank you jesus thank you Lord. is there another is there another as we all stand as we all stand oh my god thank you jesus oh god thank you jesus and you know what the, the young man he didn't get mad at god he just went back to god he never got mad at his father he just went back to his father and that's what we need to do today. We need to, don't get angry with God. His arms are open right now. Just come back to the Father. Come back to the Father. Oh, I love the Lord. I love the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, God, even now he's answering prayer. Even now he's opening the door. Even now he is making the way. Even now he's giving increase. Even now he is still healing. Because we're in the kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for joining us for worship. We hope that you were blessed by today's message. To stay in contact with New Zion Tabernacle, please follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook and on YouTube. If you would like to sow a financial seed, please feel free to download the Givelify app either in your App Store or your Google Play Store and search New Zion Tabernacle. Feel free to join us for worship every Sunday, 11 a.m., our address is 1835 Spring Street, Fort Wayne, Indiana, 46808. We look forward to seeing you in the sanctuary. Until next time, be blessed.